Hello, seminary teachers, and welcome to the El Paso Seminary Corner podcast, where we come together to share scripture insights and where we strive to hear Him. Thank you, teachers, for all you do. You really are amazing. And thank you for blessing the youth in these latter days. Hey, teachers, hello again. For this coming week, this podcast will focus on thoughts from students from the El Paso area on Moses 7. They share their insights and impressions and some of their favorite verses. I hope you enjoy this and hope you um, allow the Spirit to teach you as to what you may feel the Lord wants to teach them this coming week in your own class. Teach your students. Thank you again for all you do. May you have a wonderful week teaching in Moses 7. First, we will hear from Brother Chad Webb, Administrator of Seminaries and Institutes, on how we can love and think about and bless our youth in our classes today. You can help your students who face challenges by helping them know they are loved by Heavenly Father. You can show your love for them with your time, your empathy, and your willingness to listen. You might ask Heavenly Father to help you see them as individuals and to recognize their unique challenges, opportunities, and needs. When they have questions or struggle with their testimonies, you can help them feel safe and know they can turn to you and to the Lord. How do we help those who struggle with guilt and despair because of their mistakes? Like the Savior, we don't give up on them. We honor their struggle to keep trying to do what is right in a difficult world. We teach them that worthiness is not flawlessness. We help them stay on the covenant path by testifying of the joy of repentance, helping them to know it is central to Heavenly Father's plan. We help them know that He still loves them and stands ready to help them. I love the lesson taught in Moses 4, which we all studied just last week. After Adam and Eve transgressed, their eyes were opened and they realized they were naked. Their first attempt to cover their nakedness was to sow fig leaves. When they heard the voice of the Lord in the garden, they decided to hide themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees. It's interesting to note who it was that told them to hide from God. Now, I don't want to make light of this, but how is that going to work? Can you imagine our Father in Heaven making His way through countless creations, finding this solar system, this planet, and that garden? and not being able to locate Adam and Eve amongst the trees? At that point, the Lord asked them a question, Where goest thou? Or from the Old Testament, Where art thou? Do you think it's possible he really didn't know? So then what's he asking? Maybe it was something like, Now that you've transgressed, where will you go? Will you hide from me? Or will you come to me and let me cover you? The word atonement in its original Hebrew is kippur, which means to cover. Our Father in heaven has a much better way than fig leaves and trees to cover our sins. But the adversary whispers lies to make us want to hide from God. He strives to convince us that God does not love us and that he will not forgive us because we should have known better or because our sins are too serious. 
I once invited a young woman to go to the temple with a youth group. Her response was that she was not worthy to go into the temple. I told her we were just walking around the grounds and that I would love to have her come with us. Her response was, not yet. I don't want God to notice me right now. When we make mistakes, we often don't want to pray or read the scriptures or go to church. Maybe we're hoping not to be noticed by God. Please help your students know that when they make mistakes, they can find forgiveness and peace by going to the loving and open arms of a merciful Heavenly Father who has prepared a way to cover us. He has prepared a way for our redemption. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ, who have been given the gift of the Holy Ghost, why would we go through any test in life without the help that is available to us? Thank you for striving to be worthy of the Holy Ghost in all aspects of your lives and to seek his influence in all that you do. My prayer is that our youth and young adults will come to know our Father in heaven and that by knowing who he is, they will understand who they truly are. Because of his power to forgive, they can be clean. Because of his power to heal, they can become whole. And because of his power to refine, they can become like him. As representatives of Jesus Christ who teach his doctrine and share his love, you will be able to help them recognize their eternal identity. That does not mean you will always be perfect. You don't have to be. As you strive to teach the restored gospel centered on Jesus Christ, focused on your students and rooted in the word of God, the Holy Ghost will give it life and relevance and witness of its truthfulness. I testify that you, your families, and your students are children of the promise, the hope of Israel, and beloved of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. I really like Moses 7. Um, back in Moses 6, I really liked how Enoch was able to be chosen by God, even though he wasn't the ideal choice according to him, but the Lord can use anybody. And so in Moses 7, I really liked how it continues that, how he is able to go and see the kingdoms of God, and he was able to continue in Zion and make up a really strong devoted cause to God and how at the end they were able to go and live with God because of how good they were and just like that we can live with God if we're good for the rest of our lives and I really thought that was cool and I liked how it said that um, he is the king of Zion and the rock of heaven um, it also says that um, whosoever shall climb to the gate will not fail so like it's basically saying that like i guess it doesn't really matter how we get there because as long as we're like putting in effort and trying to be better each day and be more like our heavenly father and jesus christ uh which is perfect we will succeed with the lord's help if we are on the lord's team and we will succeed these verses teach about Christ because it talks about his atoning sacrifice and the resurrection of the saints. Enoch was learning from it and this just describes what would happen 
and how important it was to the saints because it would ultimately help them um, reach eternal life. So when I was reading verse uh, 18 in Moses 7, and instead I got something that can help my family, that as we're in one purpose, as one heart and one mind, we'll be able to draw closer to the Lord, be able to become a more united people and united families. So essentially what we learned from this is that if we're able to live like the people of Zion who are in one heart and one mind and they lived in righteousness, then we would have like a, uh, not many poor people basically. So it's, it's good. Whether poor be in righteousness or financially or in health or whatever, basically it's better overall. Uh, Moses stood before God and got to talk with him face to face and I think it's really cool. Um, that we're going to be able to like do that someday. And we can talk to him now through the power of prayer, and we can receive personal revelation from him. So, yeah, that's why it inspires me. And the Lord called his people Zion, because they were of one heart and one mind, and dwelt in righteousness. And there was no poor among them. So the truth and insights that would help my family would probably be that they're of one heart and one mind, just like a family. So we all, if we're united, we all help each other more. And Adam hearkened unto the voice of God and called upon his sons to repent. And the word hearkened really stuck out to me because I remember learning in seminary class what that word meant. It means listening, but also acting. So we see that Adam listened to the voice of God and then he acted on that and he called upon his sons, his children to repent. And I just think that hearkening is such an important word to remember because we need to be sure that we're doing that. We're not just listening to God, that we're actually acting upon what he asks us to do. Isn't it fun to hear from our students? I'm sure your students have wonderful thoughts about Moses 7. I hope you invite them to focus on Christ this coming week and to focus on the Holy Ghost and what he can teach them as they study these sacred words in the scriptures. You will be blessed as a teacher and as you testify of the gospel of Jesus Christ restored in our day, and they will be blessed to come unto Christ and be covered in him. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.